eating today. Why would you do that? I'm just trying to think of what I'm eating today. Why would you do that? I had porridge. I had porridge. It's disgusting as well. I had rice. A little, little bowl of rice. Gluten free. <laughs> no, I hadn't because my daughter's not doing what I'm doing. Disgrace. I know. So it wasn't brown rice. Should have brown rice or gluten free. That's me. That's dramatic. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm it, try, I'm trying there's to be no like, way the gluten's out of the bag. Like cameraman. Trying to be like Thursday, no? I see. <laughs> okay, welcome back, Teresa. We're talking about gluten free basmati rice. Do you even. I don't like basmati rice. I feel like. I feel like. My God. Well, oh, no, no, no. So it's long grain, yeah, isn't no, it? Like, bullet, yeah. bullet rice. Yeah. I, I can't. <laughs> what? Why did you want your rice to be so small? Huh? It's quite rough, right but so man, cool. it's nice. Hey, um, you have teeth, please. I beg. I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> I'm stuck no. in the position of. How much should my rice be getting lost between my teeth? But why should your teeth <laughs> gap be that big? What's going because on? I'm Nigerian. Exactly. <laughs> I can't. I had this conversation with my homie, and she was like, "Yeah, what is that?" Bas- I, you know, when you don't even understand that somebody could not just cannot like something as precious as basmati. Yeah, I know. There's like I feel like basmati has a strong taste. Rice should, should be quiet. No, but basmati, <laughs> so does, it does have a strong, quiet taste. I don't want my rice to be competing with the katashe and the wow. ayamashe. Like, my rice should just be pim. <clears throat> wow. Excuse me, could you please explain what ta-ta-ta-ta-ta is and ayamashe, please? What's that? So, you know, oh, it's like red peppers, bell peppers. You know how you make your stew? I don't know how you guys use peanuts. Oh my god, you know what? Let's move on to the question. I, I feel like we're gonna have war already because peanuts in my stew. I'm gonna call Isn't my mom. That, I thought that was, I thought that was a thing. peanut soup, peanut butter soup. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so I'm, I'm learning. This is a fantastic cultural exchange. <laughs> Please introduce yourself, young lady. <laughs> That was, that was like a, I'm a stranger. <laughs> exactly. I mean, to the, you know, we're great friends of course, but you know, to the world who don't know you, even though they shouldn't know you. Um, I'm Tisa, I write, and you guys are talking to me because someone cancelled. No! Imagine! You <laughs> no, no, would never true. do that, ever. <laughs> you were high, high, you were high, 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 high on the list. Wanted, yeah. Well, okay, we can say why we wanted to speak to you, because apart from being a phenomenal writer, you have also made one of, I think, this year's breakout British films, or you mm-hmm. wrote one of this year's breakout British films, Rocks. And um, we just like salute to you, man, because it's a brilliant film. Thank you. Um, I remember I was trying to get like um, Teresa's email for about four months. She's, she's so high in demand and so busy. <laughs> Who was you trying to get it from? Don't try me. I DM'd you on Twitter and it took you like four months and I was like, because <sighs> I wanted, I wanted Teresa on um, the IG Live, The Circle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. also on the older one. I was just waiting for her to get back to me. It took, just, about, it took about four months to four years and then, yeah, we're here now. Was it, was oh, it, the it blasted. Do you know what it is? It's like I take regular breaks off social media. The only like social media that I don't take breaks off is like TikTok because it's just a happy place. <laughs> I don't understand TikTok. I'm I too, I can't. Like, is that for our age group? Yeah, it's for everybody. There's like, I've, there's like grannies on there what? doing everything <laughs> from like cooking to gardening to dancing. I just like to watch people. My TikTok for you page consists of People t- teach me how to be a better plant mum. What? People <laughs> talking about their messy exes and like, you know, re- relationships that are very unattainable and very unrealistic. And also for some reason, cats, even though I hate cats, but you like one picture of a cat or like one video and then it then dominates. Rabbit hole. Um, I thought it was just dance moves. And all that to be you. honest, oh. I thought it was like, isn't it just like a new version of Vine that they killed? And yeah. They, yeah. How long yeah. Like it's all, but, it's, but it's, the videos are longer. So oh. like you've got ranch, you've got like family interactions. It's good, it's good. I'll, I'll, I'll send you a list of my favourites. Please, and then, but that, that means I have to register a t- TikTok account. I can't. No, no, you can, you can actually just pop on and watch them. Oh, really? Oh, that's but right. you can't interact yeah. with them, yeah. I can't cope with this. But um, <laughs> well, we must ask you your question. We must speak to you about your work because, um, mm-hmm. like I said, you're a phenomenal, phenomenal woman doing big things in the game. So, like, you know, just basically, what was it that made you want to get into this industry? Why? Why would you do this? I feel like I didn't want to get into this industry per se. I don't think I really knew the industry existed. You do, but you don't. Not you kind of know films and East Enders, but like in terms of like, I don't think I knew what I'm doing now was a job. So I um, wanted to do criminal justice policy, and then I was doing my masters, and I realized that I was really like um, I was very naive in terms of what, how I thought I wanted to change the world. So then I started working in like prisons and like communities. Um, community organizations and that I was really passionate about that and still am 
super passionate about that. And I would just write, um, I was just writing this thing on the side that I would read to my friend, which we then ended up sending to Talawa because he was convinced that it was good. And I, and it was sort of like, kind of like a bet where he was like, oh no, trust me, like this is actually good. Someone else should read this. And I was like, well, what do you really know? Then we like Googled scripture reading and like Talawa came up, not, not knowing at all what Talawa was and then sent it to Talawa and then t- typical theatre speed nine months later got a call from Michael Buffong and I was just like yeah and then then Talawa just really took me in basically and, and made a home for me and while I had no idea what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it and what this world was they just really slowly introduced me to people and I met Inua and Somalia through them and they became like a really supportive obviously they were super experienced and super talented and they just um I guess were my first hand holders and they would take me to theatre and it sounds like they were my babysitters but they really were like taking me to theatre and introduced me to writers and art in a way that I hadn't experienced I'd always loved reading and you know watching tv and all of those things but I guess I had never engaged with it with like my whole heart the way I was seeing people around me do and I was seeing like how that fun that was and yeah and like, I guess that was I mean I just want to jump in because you had I'm I just going to say because you had you just said things just so casually. First of all, Michael Buffong <laughs> called you. He saw your writing and he said, yes, this one. I'm going to actually come out of my high tower and call her. <laughs> then you're just walking around with Inua Elms and Somalia Seaton, just like yeah. it's casual. You didn't even say their surnames. Like everybody knows who they are. That was big. But what was that like? What was that feeling like knowing that, first of all, someone like Michael's saw your, because you didn't really believe it was good when your friend said send it in, did you? Yeah, I don't know if, no, if I didn't. I just didn't believe it was anything. I just thought it was just something that everybody... I just didn't think it was anything. I just thought it was fun. Like, I really enjoyed it. And I kind of felt like he wanted to pass me on because I'd call him at four in the morning and I'd, I'd literally wrote over two years and I'd, then I'd forget and then I'd write a, a, a scene and, well, I guess what Michael helped me divide up into scenes and call him at four in the morning and be like, I've just written this new bit. And he's like, I'm sleeping. I'm like, wait, wait, I just want to read it to you and I'd do voices. And stuff, he'd be like, yeah, 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 like, it's bang, it bangs, it bangs. And then he'd, like, hang up. So he kind of felt like he just wanted to, like, pass me on. And then Michael, I didn't hear back from Talawa for nine months. So I just assumed nothing of it, really. Um, but that's, I guess that's what is so precious about Talawa, because, you know, everybody is so involved with you there. You don't feel that kind of distance that maybe you might feel in other theatre companies where it just, it did really become a home to me for I guess the first year or so and Michael would always always have these encouraging conversations with me and say and he'd say to me watch in two years watch in two years yeah I just can't think I can't think of anywhere better for me to have started than with a place like Talawa that took the time to really say who are you what who are you what are you about and and how do we try and carve out the best space for you in this industry and I think that's why like I've had a really safe experience in this industry because they saw they took the time to figure out who I was and also to give me the space to figure out who I was in this weird and wonderful world. So one of the questions I was going to ask, I guess, um, you mentioning being um, doing criminal law. When you were visiting prisoners, did it in I guess a subconscious way or an inadvertent way help you to understand and develop characters and people? I, I think so. Uh, I did my undergrad in psychology as well, so I think that's part mm-hmm. of it. But I think working in prisons I'd met people that I would never ever have met before and so I think I I like I literally have a story for everything mm-hmm. there's no scenario or no or no person you can tell me about and I haven't met somebody who's experienced that and I worked in a foreign national prison I worked in a sex offender prison I worked in an adult prison in, in young offenders prison in London outside of London wow. you know doing everything from like English for speakers of other languages creative writing music I did music for a long time in Felton which was probably the most fun um, I had and yeah you you do meet incredible people and challenging people and um, unexpected people and my ideas about people and mm. therefore character was constantly challenged constantly challenged what I thought I knew about people was always being stretched and expanded. Awesome. So that probably would help you relate and navigate the industry because you meet <laughs> not a bunch of prisoners or ex-prisoners but the characters that you met you met inside it, it's I, I can imagine you've seen a couple in the real world and maybe has it helped you kind of work your way around those type of people you know what? I've never thought of that but maybe actually because I'm very I'm very boundaried in this industry like I, I literally don't understand how people aren't but I think when I started I was started working in prison like um what uh, the head of psychology um said to me 
you have to read this book called The Games Prisoners Play because they're always playing games with you and they're going to try. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want, I just want to go and play Zip That Boing. I don't know what you're... But so like, I was like very like, you know, prepared. And, and But also like I'm quite a naturally open, idealistic person. So I really learned in that environment how to like protect my joy and my hope and my energy, but also protect myself. Mm. And not that I ever, I never ever felt unsafe, to be honest, but just in terms of like, cause, you know, naturally people always want something. Um, but yeah, I never felt unsafe there, but it was something that I was constantly being reminded of as a woman in those environments. So yeah, maybe actually, I never thought of that. Maybe it's really helped, actually. It's just kind of like, it's such a, not even a, a, a segue, but it's a question that I guess I've been asking kind of a lot of writers because I've been fortunate enough to kind of work in the BBC Drama Commissioning Department now. And mm-hmm. yeah, so it's Go like, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say it again. Just, just like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Since about August. And um, obviously I get to see a lot of um, amazing scripts from people, especially um, um, black writers as well. And one thing that I'm seeing quite often, which is not a bad thing at all, but um, there is a lot of, of reference to race within our the projects that are being submitted and it's a question i've always wanted to ask Ryan, is do you kind of feel compelled to talk about race in the projects that you do or do you feel like a unspoken responsibility that you have to speak about it um so when i when i read work um by other black writers i find my my no or feedback if ever if anyone if ever anyone wants it or cares is always on that it's all mm. um I think my work is, you know, quite black, mm. but I feel like you'd be hard pressed to find more than two lines where race is referenced in my work. And right. I think it's just because my world is really black, therefore my my work is black. So I I do think people feel an obligation. I do think sometimes people feel a pressure from mm. producers and commissioners to write what they think what they think people want to hear. But I also do think like sometimes we as black people we carry so much of particularly in recent times so much of our experience of our blackness like heavily on us so sometimes when you go to work it's it's so easy to just be like it's like almost like a safe place to like to work it through or to dump it or to express it or to feel heard Mm. i personally don't necessarily write in that way because i feel like there's some amazing people who are doing that work already and uncovering that particular side of the black experience i don't feel like you need to add to it i think right. you know there are great voices in that in that world i kind of try to more look at i guess just the, like bookie back in the leading rock she talks about i think she described my work as like the the beauty in the mundane like just the everyday experience of being black mm-hmm. and getting on the bus and you know and how to like you know pick the best plantain in the market and <laughs> I think for me that that feels I guess closer to me just because my world is so black I, my black experience hasn't necessarily been I haven't necessarily seen my blackness as a foil to whiteness sure. because that hasn't been my experience of being black but I think, guess if you've been in this industry a long time whereas I haven't you've probably experienced a lot of what it means to be black in a white world mm. whereas apart from when I was at uni my world has really been very black so, and that kind of makes me want to ask how much of an influence was your upbringing on you as a person and then as you said you're the work that you do is very black but and that comes from obviously how you grew up and the traditions and cultures and beliefs and stuff like that but how much I guess I suppose it's obvious that it influences your work but is that something you have to you, I don't know what I'm trying to ask separate yourself from it or yeah maybe I don't know um, I think I know what you're saying. I guess not really for me because I just feel like um, I feel like my world is very black, but my world has been very dope. Like you know, there's of course everybody's had challenging upbringings and stuff, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't change it for the world. Like I have, a, like you know, a crazy family, but they're pretty. They're all right. You know, there were worse families I've seen, so I'll stick with them. <laughs> I have like really good friends. Like I have like a cool community even though like sometimes my neighbours get on my nerves and I had to call the fire brigade for one of them more than once please why but, <laughs> certain people keep falling asleep with like things on no mm, it's my brother that's my brother just like you see that yeah just like but you know there's like a, there's a huge substance misuse problem in in that you know in in this community so okay. I get it so sometimes like, I'll, I'll just be put, I'm like is that your fire alarm uh, how long should I give you so sometimes <laughs> I wake up in the middle of the night and I'll hear 
fire alarm and I'll be like, okay, let me give you, let me give you 15 minutes to wake up and sort it out. And then if you don't wake up, I'm calling the fire brigade. Um, but regardless, like this is the same community who like I see sometimes I'll see my neighbours like um, bringing my parcels in and putting it right outside my door, or putting it under my mat, or um, you know like just yeah, just ch- like check they, if they haven't seen me for a while, they'll say oh they've they saw my parcels outside or they saw my letterbox before and they'll take it upstairs and you know so I call fire brigade for you, it's fine. <laughs> so maybe that what is the, like films or the work that you want to do is about what are the themes that really drive you because if you come from such a strong sense of community culture and blackness does that influence I mean how do you put that into something like horror or drama or do you, does it dictate yeah. the genres that you work you want to work in no I'm not really driven so much by theme I'm quite a nosy person so I want to do everything I have at the moment I'm developing like World War II piece, um, a supernatural piece, a, a historical fantasy fiction, um, and also like a couple contemporary grounded pieces. But yeah, I'm just I, I just I'm I like I like to consume story. I like aliens and space <laughs> and and my my characters will always be black and within whatever world, um, you know, not solely black, but my main characters will always be black. Mm-hmm. Um, and within whatever world it, it be, whether they're on a spaceship, in a submarine or in a war, there will hopefully, I think, be a sense of joy and community. I think those are probably the things that you'll see consistently throughout my work mm-hmm. is blackness, joy and community. They're good themes. Very good. question I wanted to ask is how easy or difficult was it to translate writing in theatre and then going into screen? Like how difficult was that process? And obviously, um, Tyler, we're helping you have been... Uh, a fear process about going into screen how difficult was it to let's translate from uh i guess theater uh plays plays play scripts are they called play scripts to um to tv scripts because i feel like like production companies they look for theaterize mm. so i'm assuming that well they would they would assume that you guys can easily just put it on paper and then that's that but how was it for you um, I think I was quite lucky because I, I I sort of learned everything at the same time. So oh, I did four screenwriting, which is I think a really good program where they t- take twelve people a year and six months with a script editor and you develop your first or maybe not your first but a spec a, like a really strong spec script for the TV industry. I did that as I was writing girls, right. so I was being kind of like supported to write my first like professional like um, professional and um, theatre production. And also learning how to, so like I'd do, I remember like going into a, a note session for girls with Nina Steiger, who was uh, um, head of uh, um, the literary department at Soho at the time. And she was like, have you been writing TV? And I was like, yeah, she's like, there's some TV scenes in this. <laughs> and then I'd go to Bandit, the TV production company who would um, support me on full screenwriting. And they'd be like, mm, so this is a 13 page <laughs> and we don't have 13 minute scenes in tv so it was i was all bouncing back and forth with somebody telling me no this is not how you write the intro and this is not and it was like and i remember once I, they gave me a note session i was like and i was like oh um so and so enters and they were like the tv producers were like where from what does that mean have they disappeared is it a puff of smoke <laughs> and I, I remember that being like the worst part of that team like you want me to say how they've arrived right like i was like someone obviously they came through the door or a car pulled up I don't know I don't care but like that was like the hardest part about TV like having to say like where people come from and where mm-hmm. they leave and how like he he leaves the room like he's just gone I don't care how he leaves <laughs> he's just gone but yeah other, other than that I think I was like really fortunate that I was quite supported um to like trying to figure out the difference between the two and do, and do you feel because I, I remember I did um Royal Court writers group many moons ago Ooh. and that's and i will drop some names shola yeah, amu some names. was in my group andy osho ah. was in my group bemi was in my group so i had some real bemi who say the full name oh. say it like you mean it why are you doing this, this i one. know this one has to come out it's, it's kevin kevin lulu bemi bemi sola ikamelo okay um <laughs> It's a Nigerian. I'm not Nigerian because I eat basmati <laughs> rice. I'm going here. We'll cut all that out. Bem, Sala Ikamelo. Oh. Is that right? Yeah, no, it's right. It's right. Okay, shit, it's right. Okay. Anyway, in that group, lots of talented people. But I remember me and Shola quickly realized that we are screenwriters, even though I haven't written for how many years. That was what, where, what defined us. But are you defined by which 
area you want to be in? Are you a playwright, are you a screenwriter, or is it just whatever, whatever? It's just whatever, I think. I'm, I'm described as a playwright because obviously I had a play out first, but I just feel like I I write and and whatever um, it fits into. I find, funny enough, like I find playwriting the hardest of the three. Like I, I it takes me longest with that. I have more crises of confidence with writing plays. I have more emotional breakdowns writing plays, but I'm, I'm I, yeah, I like all of them. That's fine. Mm. Okay, gonna get into a darker section. Oh gosh, I didn't know about this. <laughs> what is what's the worst no you've ever had? What's the worst rejection you've had? You're talking about work. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, all in the context of work. Into <laughs> personal business. Don't talk about that. I mean, later. if you want to, I, I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, nah, no, nobody stands rejecting me. Not in this twenty twenty. <laughs> I, I rebuke it. Amen. Um, <laughs> What's the worst no? Hmm. You don't have to call them out if you don't want to. I mean, oh no, I don't mind. I'm just trying to Okay, think. fantastic. We also enjoy that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I have. I think I've got mine anyway. Yeah. What's mine? Okay, do you want to go first? Yeah, you know. Well, should I go first? Yeah. Um, it was very stereotypical. It was a production company who wanted um, Brothers in No Game. So the first series I ever made, Brothers in No Game, and. They were happy to um, develop it or option it for, you know, a TV version. But they wanted three brothers instead of four. And they wanted two of the brothers to be white. Mm. Yeah. What does and, that mean? Yeah, he, he'd said all of the stereotypical things, you know, oh, um, is this mainstream enough? Will it appeal to a family in Mansfield? Bearing in mind, it's not a family show. And <laughs> it just got to a point, you know, when... Just you just start sounding them out, so they carry on talking. As soon as they said they wanted them um, three of the um, two of the brothers to be white, I just stopped listening. And I remember, like, I had to just say there was me and my, my and Paul, and we were just there in conversation for like twenty minutes. But I just zoned out after he said it, and then I think at the, at the end <laughs> I, I just left before we had a like uh, goodbye or stuff. But yeah, that was that was the worst. No, just because of I felt like it was later in time. I thought we had kind of gone past that whole um, black and mainstream mm-hmm. thing, so I wasn't expecting that. There's, there was other no, but that's not, it wasn't a no, it was just a bad situation where I, I was spending the money before it happened. But we'll talk about <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <another. laughs> yeah. I don't know, no, I can't think. I literally wasn't thinking about answering it myself, so I'll have to come back. Who's on your, you, everyone has a petty list. Who's on my petty list? I don't. Everyone has a TV petty list, I'm sure. You know when you know you're going to make it and then there's some people, yeah, yeah I'll let them know. <laughs> I know there's something or someone, someone's probably said some wild stuff that I'm like, okay, I see you. But no, no one's, I don't know. I'd have to come back to it. I can't think. Yeah, your life is roses. Okay. It's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think my no, my worst no, but not emotionally, just because I, and this is going to sound mad, but I don't think I'm that emotionally invested. Mm -hmm. Um, But so it was worse because, how do you feel like, a waste of my time but um, so I had a thing in development with Channel 4 for ages and I mean yeah for like the normal amount of time but then somebody left the head of drama left was like okay well, we have to let the new head of drama then the head of channel left okay let, let the new head, head of channel and I was like oh but he's gonna read it in April so I did like two mind me I'm working full-time so I did two drafts in a week wow. so like work, like working like all night putting all night as going to work shattered then April, the date came that like, it had to be in by so he because he was going to read it first. He didn't read it. Mm-hmm. He didn't read it until February the next year. I was told throughout that time, oh, you're going to have to quit your job because, yeah, this is going to go. And everybody in Channel oh. 4 development team, lovely, amazing, lovely people, they were like, oh, we had an away day. This was the unanimous script. It's going to get made. Oh, wow. It's going to be exciting. What do you want to do? Like, how are you going to quit? Everyone said to me, oh, when are you going to quit your job? And I was like, no, no, no. I'm just going to, I love my job. I'm, I want to do both until I physically cannot. Mm. Yeah. Good thing I did not quit my job because exactly. we would all be living together right now. <laughs> because the man said no. He wow. said no to the script. And I was more like, I wasn't emotionally, like, I feel like other people were a lot more emotionally rocked than I was. I was more like, so you're telling me <laughs> I could have slept or I could have done this, or I could have done that, I could have done all of the things that, you know, and, and I was just like, oh, thank goodness, like, I had sense enough to not quit my job. Thank goodness I had sense enough mm-hmm. not, to, not to invest. And it really taught me a valuable lesson about, like, saying no 
respectfully. So right. I'm not doing all nighters for nothing. You know, like my my um my slogan is I will step through a hoop, I won't jump and it and it better not be on fire. So look at that. Bars. That that's a lot. But that's yeah. interesting because actually in that because now you're in the spotlight, right? And you're getting all this attention. Do you feel in control of what you do next? Because what you said is like, not many people will even have that. And especially not early into your career because you've been doing this, but it's still kind of fresh. You're probably seen as a new talent. So yeah. do you feel in control? Uh, do, you, do you still feel like you have to prove yourself? But it seems like you don't give a damn. Yeah, and I mean, it's not that I don't give a damn. I just think, like, I always talk about the Bachelor theory. I feel like this industry, like, as everyone who's actually in The Bachelor, the dating show, I would feel <laughs> it's, it's one man, it's 25 women, and it's like, or one woman and 25 men if it's a bachelorette. And every week they go on dates, group dates, or one on one dates. And then there's a ceremony, and he, 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 he gives out roses. Some people don't get a rose, but if he calls your name and says, you know, um, Leon, will you accept this rose? And you just say, yes, I will. And you take it. And then all the way you want to be the last person to accept the final rose. And then you get engaged, you get married, and you live happily ever after for like a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My theory is the industry works on that principle because. The reason why the bachelor relationships always flop is because you go into the rose ceremony never considering do i if i had a rose would i give it to him you're just so concerned on getting his rose mm-hmm. and it's so focused on that like a one-way relationship and i always like to tell myself and others like when you go into every relationship i think you have to go in with your own set of roses and if somebody offers you a rose it's not just to be taken you also have to decide do i also want to give you a rose and i feel like really fortunate that it's not that i don't give a damn but i've I'm working with people who I want to work with, who I like working with, so I don't feel a pressure. Work is, of course, there is stress and it's not always roses, but I enjoy getting notes, like, because it's with people who know me, like me, who I feel very comfortable saying no with, who I enjoy arguing with sometimes, just for the sake of it, who I trust with my work. And um, so, yeah, like, I feel like I'm in all of my work relationships, there's been a mutual exchange of roses. So I don't have to prove myself because we've all we've, we've decided from early on that we want to work together and we want to make something and it's safe hmm. i like that yeah i'm just like okay i'm in awe i'm a fan i like it <laughs> <laughs> but i know that sorry just that i recognize there's a privilege in that and it comes from the fact that i had a job so no one could i wasn't held to ransom so i could work on one thing and i could say no i said no to a lot of things and i walked out on projects because i had a job and my bills were paid so i do recognize that you know, me saying that, like, there is, there is the problem with this industry, it does, you know, a lot of people are sort of forced or coerced or bullied or pressured into things because, you mm-hmm. know, people are trying to, you know, you have to eat at the end of the day. But then also, but I still don't think that takes away from your sense of self and, um, because yes it's yeah, right, because knowing your worth and it's the rights it's not it's, i don't necessarily see it as a privilege i think it's no, your, it's your yeah. right to to want those things for sure yeah and just be confident in that because people even if they have got all the privilege they might feel they have to take certain roles certain jobs and do things because they're scared that if they don't do it they're not going to get their foot in the door or they're not going to get to do what they want to do so mm. some people do just on autopilot mm. take because mm. i think that's 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 a different thing it's not privileges i think it's a level of confidence that not many people have um, so like I said, I stand, I fan. That's good. <laughs> it's inspiring. It's good though. It's hard. This yeah. industry is hard. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, <laughs> so obviously I've asked what's, what's the worst now. What's been the most rewarding yes so far that you're allowed um, to say? I think probably. <laughs> it could be, um, she might have like a, something that's going on. She's not a allowed to say yes. yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. I think probably the most rewarding thing uh, has been the response to girls and rocks because i think specifically it's been like a lot of um black and brown girls and women just engaging in a kind of sisterhood with me that i didn't expect like the love like i'll see people posting about rocks like similarly i suppose people posting about girls and who aren't who don't tag me it's Mm -hmm. just so it's not like they're doing it because they feel like they have to it you know what i this is just me maybe just reading into it but I, i just feel like when you don't tag me it's not because you feel like you have to it's not because you feel like oh she knows me we're, we're, we're black in this industry we have to support each other it just feels like a genuine like you know and I've seen like you know people post about it three or four times over and over again and just I don't know just like people caring like dms from like young um women who were just like particularly young Somali women um who were just 
excited and people who tell me they watched it with their mums and their family and little jokes and moments in there that was specific to people who like who remember going to Dawson Market when they were younger so just those things I guess like my 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 most um proudest yeses have come from people like from us lot from Mm. from community I mean, I was going to say, I mean, you know, you know, I love rock. So I've seen it how many times? <laughs> it made me cry multiple times, girl. Mm. Um, but it's just, it is, it's so, it's like a historic moment. It really is a fantastic amazing film. film. Like, amazing. Um, and the fact that my daughter and I can watch it together and relate, mm. and I can just see myself and I can see her in one film, never happened. So it's amazing. So I, what you. scene from Rock's best captures your writing and your intention behind the story that, that you wanted to bring to life? Ooh. Good question. It's yeah. a fantastic mm. question. That's mm. a very fantastic question. So no. Fantastic. <laughs> it was mine. I'm going to say something and I'm going to regret it because I'm going to think of a different scene as soon as I say it. It was 12. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Oh, I'd say maybe... Um, Okay, I'm gonna give two. So I'd say the opening scene with um, the breakfast scene, I just think like there were like subtleties and nuances there that I think are specific to like um, culture, specific to like, I think West African culture. Like, you know, we know that if it's a yam and egg breakfast on a school day, something's something's amiss. Mm. And like, I just just think that, and just like the, you know, just to see like a, you know, a moment of like a, of, like family sitting down eating together like the joy in that I just think was really um for me meant a lot um and then I think maybe the home economic scene because I think it was so fun it was such it was everything that school was for mm. me um but then there were like little nuances in Kosar and um Shania and Bookie's performance that tells you that um, first of all that they're fantastic actors mm-hmm. and um, second of all ab- like above all of the raucous joyful mischief there are you know things there are deeper and um, nuanced things happening yeah that scene that and, and there's another classroom scene and it's like that's just me and I'm ancient compared to the girls in rock <laughs> but I can hear me and my girls in class and challenging the teacher and hiding our phones and it was just so Man, you did it! You did it! You did the thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. This one is your question. Don't try it. This one is your question. No, it's like, not. Even me, I'm trying to formulate it, it in the right way. It's a good question, though. It is a good question. I don't know it what you're asking. To make sense <laughs> the sentence. It's like three sentences. Oh my gosh, that's such a deep question. Is it? So, me. Let me see if I can get this in clarity. Based on everything you've learned so far in your career in terms of writing. What would you change about the first projects you ever made? Like based on your knowledge and experiences and stuff like that, would you change anything? Or would you go back? The first project I ever made, so that yeah. would be girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I would work a little bit more collaboratively with the director. Okay. Um, because I guess I, I realized while um during tech weeks and um, and production rehearsals and stuff that everybody who comes on, that's what I love about theatre, everybody, and and, the, and with film as well, I, know I haven't made TV yet, so I might discover it there, but it's so collaborative. The lighting designer comes on to tell their story. You right. know, the, the sound um, the designer comes on to tell their story. And I think mm-hmm. for a lot of those meetings and for a lot of that process, I sat in a corner and I didn't necessarily know, I didn't know theatre at all. So I didn't say anything. I had thoughts that I didn't express. I had questions that I didn't ask. Um, and I was quite overwhelmed and I was stressed out with work. And I didn't necessarily always feel like I best served the play because I spent a lot of time not saying things out loud. Mm. And I think I might have, and you know, and I, and I think everybody did a fantastic job, but I think I would have learnt more and, and maybe... Um, I think I would have learned more had I been more present in those moments and, and maybe asked more questions and, and taken a seat to that table and sat down. Right. See, that question brought oh, out yeah. such a teachable moment. It <laughs> was profound almost. Yeah, no, it was, I would have given the same answer as I actually, yeah. There you go. Mm. Thank you, Teresa, for answering Thank my you. question. So what about you? What, how would you answer that question? The f- 
Ah, okay. Oh, wait. Um, <laughs> I wasn't thinking about it. Um, <laughs> the first thing, do you know what, actually, because I have got many things that I wrote that I haven't seen the light of day because, hey, British Blacklist. Um, so based on the knowledge I have now, you know, to revisit the first thing I ever wrote, there's a long story that hasn't manifested and I've done different versions of it. Um, there's me versus the 90s, which I keep talking about, and one day I'm going to make it, mm-hmm. and no one can take my title. Um, <laughs> me versus the 90s. <laughs> See what I'm saying? It's, <laughs> and it's about a young girl, growing up in the 90s, black girl, life, and just living regular life. Rocks like that kind of thing, just a slice of black life mm-hmm. um, in the 90s. And I've written the script, and it's a very lengthy script, with lots of ex- exposition mm. i wouldn't even, i didn't even know that word when i wrote it so that's where <laughs> my knowledge is better lots of things got to be chopped out flashbacks need to go bare flash lots of things and scenes that need mm. to be truncated and edited so what i know now i'm gonna make a fire film absolutely man nice yeah. so yeah i might actually actually yeah, Teresa, come and help me please <laughs> girl that sounds really dope if you need me you know i'm sending it to you immediately you must, <laughs> yeah but yeah, I think it's just, it isn't, it's, I definitely have a more, a better understanding of script writing, to be honest. Um, mm. So if I had, yeah, that's the knowledge. That's what I would do, improve on. Because mm. a damn good script, I think. Amen. It'll be similar to Teresa, I've this too. So uh, definitely collaboration. I've always been someone who just likes to do things on their own. Um, but that being said, the first like proper script I wrote, I did have somebody that like, I wanted to bring in jokes for me because I'm... Um, Mildly funny. Never but ever funny. I'm hilarious. He's, he's but, um, you know, this guy is extremely funny. So I kind of needed help with, you know, delivering certain jokes. But I think um, one thing that I've learned or I've, I've had to learn is that, you know, I love dialogue. Mm. So I could just write a scene forever and just be like nothing cutting in between. <laughs> but, you know, television has structure and all that stuff and scenes need to be sure. So, that, you know, that's one thing that I've had to learn over the years. And now I can kind of dictate what scenes I want to be longer for effect than others. You know, like I would love to have a scene quite similar to, um, well, there's a few, but I always think of um, Steve McQueen's scene in... Um, 12 Years? No. Uh, is that Hunger or Shame? I want to say Shame and then I'm going to get it wrong. It's probably Hunger. There's like a 15-minute scene mm. uh, between uh, uh, the main character played by Michael Fassbender and a priest. And That's there, Shame. There are, shame, yeah. There are no cuts. I think he's in hunger as well. Maybe he's not. I don't know. There, there are no cuts, basically. It's literally just their conversation, but it's just so compelling. And I just love, like, dialogue. I'm a huge, huge fan of dialogue. If you notice, like, the beginning of my scripts is always a conversation between two people. Like, always a conversation. It just sets the tone for it. Um, but, yeah, being able to kind of, like, dictate how, uh, how and when to have long scenes is kind of, like, what I've learned anyway. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that was very, very informative. It's profound, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you were given an infinite budget, which of your untold stories or projects or ideas would you make? I would make, I'm developing a historical African fantasy wow. fiction. Yeah. And there's like gods and wars and yeah. kingdoms. Amen. So, we need some money. We need some monies. <laughs> is that, <laughs> some monies. What is that? Is that a series, film? Series. Ooh. I'm excited. That sounds good. That sounds good, yeah, yeah. So, so hopefully, I, I actually am sending off the second draft of the script tomorrow. So if you have any uncles who want to invest, you know. <laughs> couple. In it. But with none, with none, with none corrupt money because that's what I'm about to say. <laughs> and bad governance. Please don't come yeah, and get the yeah, uncles exactly. involved. Come and say, okay, so no. <laughs> um, money laundering here. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> we're not. No, uncles, we're not offending you. It's okay. Um, so yeah. Well, um, is there a project out there that's you know come out that you wish you made? Like you, Love wish... Country. Oh wow! Hey, there okay, there you go. Yeah. Uh, I watch it and I like and I I literally every every time I watch it I Google Misha Green like five times because I don't understand <laughs> like I I don't right. understand I don't understand like how how <laughs> is the question I have for her like how uh-huh. I have tried to track how my brain would have thought to do that and there is a huge gap there is there's something not connecting with my human brain 
I get that because sometimes I watch things like, how did you even get there? And I think that a lot of that with theatre because mm. it's like, even when you, different plays I've seen, when the set is like, who even came mm. up with this? And sometimes it could be a minimal set, but it just makes sense to the story and you really build the world in your mind. Yeah. You know, theatres use a lot of imagination, of course, especially yeah. with minimal sets. It's just, that is, I exactly have that feeling. Who, where did your brain come yeah. from? And I think there's something in the creative process that you automatically, when you're doing it, you start to visualize it and it makes sense. Yeah. But abstractly, or from the outside, it's like, yeah. yeah. Oh. I mean, the plays that made me feel like that off the top of my head is An Octoroon and Antipodes. Okay. Okay. It's okay. like, like, babes, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It really is that. Like, who told you? you to make that set move but then it all makes sense it's very it's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. um so you talked about lovecraft lovecraft country what else are you watching um, i watch a lot of reality tv which is probably uh, not helpful please stop it stop it <laughs> enough <laughs> why everybody everybody what's real it's not real exactly, exactly. It's so inter- <laughs> my tv at the moment is paused on the only way is ethics Oh wow, Teresa, come on! We I watch a few though. No, but can I just? But I do watch all of the TV. Yeah, for sure, I'm sure. All no, but no, but genuinely, I watch every single thing. Like my TV is always on. Mm. Like I, I sleep maybe four to five hours a, a day, and so the TV in my in my flat is on like for like twenty yeah. hours a day, and I watch everything. The reality TV man, it's just an it's a, it's an escape. It's juicy. I like to think it's like character research. Yeah, that's, that's fair. True. That's to be. F- the early days of Big Brother, before everyone started realising they're going to get famous for nothing, the early days of Big Brother I thought were phenomenal because you really saw a study of human life and behaviour. Mm. However, not anymore. Not when they're scripting situations. No, but them Kardashians, I don't think that's good no. because they, they be acting up. I cannot. You, you can't be choking your sister on TV, babe. No, that's not real. No, no, that was real. There was, like, she, they were throwing punches. Like, they actually are problematic. Like, exactly, like, we're, we're enabling this culture. I, I can't, I'm too, I'm too oh, much. Oh, I feel like I've disappointed you. Okay, let's cut that. Let's say I watch Andrew Marr. I don't even watch that. I don't listen. I don't know. The answer is right. Reality TV, that you own it. <laughs> you said it. You don't care. You own it. Own it. Mm. I don't, I just can't. I judge everybody that watches reality TV. The only re- reality TV I like is are things like Top Chef and, um. Was it Baker? Uh, MasterChef. Oh, Brit- Great, no, not, Great British Bake Off. Great British Bake Off is fantastic. Top Chef is fantastic. <laughs> MasterChef Master is, is dead. Relax. Apart from the American relax, version. Relax. Any, the British version is rubbish. American, no. re- American versions of those shows are the worst. No, they're not. They're actually now better. I judge, now I judge you. Yes, judge me. Judge. I take it. <laughs> those ones are, they're, they're so fake. Your Honour. Yeah. No. Yeah, they're, they're, they're proper scripted. The UK so ones, big. like, yeah. with which palette are you telling me that my seasoned food is not correct and going through to the next round? No. <laughs> the only people I'll take is what's her name and what's his face from Great British Bake Off. Oh, what's her name and what's his face? Them two. Them two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Them two. Australian versions of reality shows are always good because Australia hasn't quite figured out, like, how to they, fake it. Not, they, yeah, and they're not PC at all. It's like <laughs> bizarre. Like, there's always someone who says something slightly racist, very sexist, like very odd. And we're, I wonder, like, why wasn't this edited out? <laughs> it's Australian reality TV, the one. So our final final question is: You see, yeah. Let me let me let me see how you're gonna do this. You see, you know what? It, you know you know what's like try, try and be hip. You know because you're. So- <laughs> <laughs> Go and try. And no, 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 no. It's, it's, a, it's, it's such a, a minor question. Here. He's just actually overbuilding this thing. But it's my our thing is that you know you're a celebrity now. You are famous, very mm-hmm. very famous, and okay, people. No, okay. Yeah, you are. You are. You are. So now people are gonna be using your face, and then we like putting in the quotes in the section box the comment box or whatever what is it no no i'm waiting for you <laughs> go on ah! no, 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 no. so okay just drop some knowledge for the gram start a quotable that someone will they'll put on their they're socials. gonna use your face and they're gonna put on instagram in or tumblr is tumblr still running and then you're Imagine. gonna have your quote like this what is your quote, quote? what's your what's what the knowledge you're gonna drop for the gram for about, the socials about- about what? Life. 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 What's your philosophy yeah. on life and, and stuff? What is the thing? I was trying to think of like, what did the Dalai Lama we say? Someone will post a picture of the Dalai Lama. Or and Confucius or Gandhi. It does it. What is Something. Ikoko. What's that? What's that? What, what do you say? <laughs> I can't come and die. That's what I say. <laughs> I can't come and die. When people get stressed about deadlines, I'm like, yeah, I can't come and die. This is my father's company. It's true, you know. 
That's perfect. That is literally what we're going to put. I'm actually taking that as advice. It's true. I cannot come and die for the English people. It is what it is. She said, I cannot come and die. <laughs> I can't come and die. I can't. I can't come and give myself. No this is not my father's company. I always say the BBC is not my father's company, please. It's true facts. Everybody relax. Everybody <laughs> relax. Like I'll have my first T-shirt and I'll take off the T-shirt. BBC is not my father's company. I can't really do that. Not yeah, you're now you've been colonized. I'm free. I'm free of the BBC now. I can see what I like. Ah, that would be cool, man. Yeah. No, I'm only joking. BBC, I'm not. I am. BBC, I'll come. I, I do. Yeah, like. But it's just a, it's just a fact. Unless it's it's just a fact. They want to do what they need to eat it. Is yeah. your dad a uh, BBC guy? No, he's not. He's not. There you go. They don't. They're cool with you. I wear. I wear like bathrobe during Zoomians. I don't care. A bathrobe. Come on, stop this now. Okay. That will be yeah. on his socials. I wear bathrobes. Yeah. In Zoom meetings. Be yourself. Yes. <laughs> okay so cool thank you t for that for the thank for you. the for the knowledge and the um in i don't know conversation that's what it is isn't it correct what's next leon <sighs> next is uh this game that <sighs> Aquarius has done these impossible rules for it's, it's a fantastic heard. game i've heard that no one knows what these this game is apart from you <laughs> Basically, this game is legendary. To be fair, we've been a bit more lenient this time, but yes, yeah, name it's name the show or movie. Okay. Now, because we have a fantastic screenwriter, yes, the movies or shows in question are scripts that have won things, have won things, award-winning scripts. It, For, but it's going to be shows. Don't worry, They're, it's not as hard as well. I don't think it's hard, but a quiz rules have made it hard. So is couldn't. there phone a friend? You can do whatever you yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Just... I'm usually the friend, so okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you small, small clue if I can remember them. <laughs> oh, do you know what? You're actually in my presence now. This is where he, you know, he, he cheats. Wow. We're supposed to be on the same team, but he'll help you guys. This is how people. Your rules why, are impossible. People. That's why black people don't get further. <laughs> you are just okay. So we should. Should we give you the rules first? Yeah, of course. Yes, please. So the rules are. <clears throat> We will give you four clues and, you know, we'll start with one, two, three, four, you understand? And if you don't get the first clue, then we can move on to the second clue. And if you don't get the second clue, you get the third and then the fourth. And if you don't get it by the fourth, then you have just totally lost the round. Okay? Okay. From the first clue, we'll give you odd words from the title. Right? From the second clue, we'll give you how many words there are in the title. From the third clue, we'll give you one word to describe the thing that we're asking you to guess what it is and from the fourth clue we'll give you a description of one of the characters and by then you should really get it and if you don't <laughs> slap yourself okay <laughs> i don't intend on using more than two clues jeez yeah put okay. it out there and you for each, top of the leaderboard. if you get you know yeah there's leaderboard there's points and stuff who's at the top of the moment this is the new season this is the first one of the new season so you would need to be I think you need to be Naomi Aki. Oh, no, no, it wasn't. It was, Naomi Aki, I think, got the bottom. Or oh. her, Rachel Delay. Um, well, no, it was Sheila Nortley. And, um, it was Papa Asedu. Okay, Papa Asedu, you got to beat... I think you got four, 14 points. Oh, but he's so lovely. Exactly. I don't want to beat him. As long as I beat Rachel Delahaye. Oh. It's, <laughs> it's on Rachel. It's on Rachel. Okay. All right, cool. This is a film. That has won best screenplay before. So the words in the the words, what words in the title are of and the. And you're not telling me them in order. We're telling you however we want no to tell to tell you. They are in order. If you want to phone a friend, you can. They are they are in order. They are in order. Is there black people in it? That's the clue. Is no, 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 I'm just asking clues? what kind of films. Are we doing any oh, films? Oh, it's any, any films. Film. Yeah, yeah. Any. We kind of exhausted all of the black projects on se- the other seasons. So it's, it's a mixture. Yeah. I know it as well. Okay, okay, one, okay give me clue two. Give me clue two. There are six words in the title. There are six words in the title. Oh. <laughs> of and the. But these are not, these are not, those are not real words though. They are real words. Aquarius rules, I told you. Of and the. Mm. You guys yeah. have told me there's a full stop in it. I mean, there isn't, but... Um... <laughs> oh, oh, I mean, 
We also have limited time, my sweetheart. Okay, okay, we'll say one more clue, one more clue. <laughs> okay. All right, clue three. Um, a word that describes the film. Memory. Memory. Sorry, I'm repeating like you now. <laughs> Memory. <laughs> okay, okay, clue four. Wow, so you don't want... This is so pressured. You don't want to phone a friend. No, because the queen said time. I don't know. <laughs> no, but if you want to call a friend, because okay, you don't want to get... Okay, let me phone a friend. All right, cool. Can I just say this is very stressful, guys? Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> I'll give you a good clue then. Uh, hey, yeah. Jim Carrey is in it. Traitor. I'm sorry. It's not, that's still, I mean, I no, look, 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 look. I don't, I don't know. Have you guys, look? <laughs> okay, last one. Last oh, clue. wow. <laughs> last clue. This is something, a description of one of the characters, right? <clears throat> a man tries to remember his love. Not everybody has seen it, probably. Yeah, but hold on. This is your film, and I said that. I don't think I've seen it. One difficult film on some easy ones, isn't it? Okay. One to balance. Okay, so look, here's a clue. Of and the is in the title. There are six words in the title. The theme of the film is memory. She can't come and die. Jim Jim Carrey is in the film. Mm -hmm. And that was a bonus clue. That was a big clue, I think. And a man tries to remember his love. I'm going to be so mad myself because I feel like I'll know it, but sorry, no, my heart's beating too, too fast. I it's okay. It's so okay. You, you've read her panic. This is how she does. <laughs> it is uh, eternal sunshine of the sky. No, 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 no. But you've heard of it, right? Yeah, no, I've heard of it, but no. Because no, we don't even know Jim Carrey was in it. You look like you know it's going to be a disaster from here. No, 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 no it's no, fine for letting you down. No, it's fine, sweetie I mean... I know this game is hard. I'm the winner always. And it's just about me winning and being successful. So you guys losing makes me feel quite joyful. Um, the next one. The word in the title is the. No, 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 no. I'm not going to do it. I told this. you, it's her rules. I told you. No, no, I told Leon, you. Leon, intervene. I'm sorry. I, you know what it is? The reason I'll allow on this one, because if I give you the other words, it'll be fairly easy. Too easy. Too but easy. You'll get it. Yeah. But if you want to call a friend, though, if not, we can go. To, we can go to the second clue. Okay. Second clue. Okay. I mean, it's not. Even there crazy. are three words in the title. Look, she looks so. Look at her. She looks so pleased with herself because she knows. <laughs> three words in the title. This is so. What is this? This is not an award-winning film. This is yes, an award-winning film. Absolutely. So we're picking films or TV shows that have won for best script or screenplay or best adapted screenplay. So the script wins the awards. So this is because you are award-winning in our hearts. So we are putting you clues and films and stuff that's on your level. Amen. Amen. That's it. Amen. So three words in it and the is in the title. The is in the title. It's really easy. If you need, if you need, a, if you need a friend. Okay, friend please. Facebook is your clue. Oh my God. Oh, the social network. Yes. What? Well, I thought if it wasn't my laptop. She needed points on the board. No, no, no. If it wasn't my laptop, <laughs> I would throw it across the room. She needed points. Do you know what? Can I just say it's a very pressured environment. Facts. <laughs> you are not. Your environment is beautiful. You're very relaxed, and the setting is great. Come on, mate. Okay. Clues. Okay, let's go. Number three. Let's go. Let's go. Mm-hmm. First clue. The word. The word in the title. The word in the title is none. And this is a. Can you just stop? I was gonna. You've overdone it. All right. Cool. <laughs> none, none as in N O N E or none as in N U N. N O N E. Okay. What? Yes. 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 Give yes. That. yes. <laughs> A queer is mad. Second clue. Three words are in the title. There are three words in the title. One of the words is none. Okay, friend a friend. It's a TV show and one of the episodes won um an award. What yeah, one of an the Emmy. Episodes, an Emmy for um best script. One of the episodes. Mm. Mm. This this is yeah. Can you stop already? All You're right. about to now come and... Okay, all right. Third, third clue. <clears throat> That's hard. That clue is so hard. Like, does it make it... Leon, intervene. Intervene. Clue three is hopeless. Hopeless. Well, right. I... She said intervene, so that she's called a friend. So, the person who wrote this script was Lena Waif. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> you know it. You know it. TV show. Look, 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 look at how all the friends in the internet are coming to help her. <laughs> TV show. Yeah, we, we can't see her looking at her phone. I know, I'm right. I'm, I'm right in the help. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. 
No, no, don't join me in echoing anything I say. You have over. Look at the acting. Go on, what is it? Hmm. Master of None? Maybe. Wow. Possibly. Wow. That was good. Yeah, I watched it good. a lot. That, mm. that one I genuinely watched and loved. Oh, yeah, you couldn't get it from the word none. It's, it's hard, it's pressure, though. None. But do you know what you should say? You should say where, what word, what number no. word it is. No, no. I would do that, but she's just not it at all. <laughs> okay, <laughs> quick, next one. The words in the title is of the, of the. This is so easy, actually. Oh, so there were, there were, there were, so those are, you're giving me four words? Yeah, yes. of the, of the. It's not easy. It is easy, actually. Was it a film or a TV? Film. It's, it's, it's super easy. It's not because that's not the first thing you'd think of. Like. Okay, fine, but it is easy. <laughs> Fine. War of the world? No, but good effort. That was a good effort, actually. It of there is in there twice because it's I like think, I think I think maybe there's a colon. Yeah, like War of the Worlds too. So oh, there okay. is, there is along the leg, yeah. that's, that's correct. That one I can allow you. You are correct in thinking. There's the title <laughs> and, and the, the subtitle after the colon. Yeah. Indeed. Night of. I mean no. Battle of? You're just trying to... There are battles in it. But many battles. You're Sorry. tricking me into saying things. Oh, It's okay. Let's go to the next clue. You don't need to... Hold no, on. That, that sec- can I say that second clue is a very useless... I haven't given no, you a second clue. It might not be, you know. No, but the, the number of words... It, doesn't it is, because it'll make you think... There, there are ten words in the title. Ten words. I mean, uh, yeah, roughly. I, I don't know what I'm is it legend? No. Okay, two, three. No, phone a friend. Look at this traitor. Hobbit. Oh, I wish you didn't. It wasn't such a. I will no. I know. Can I just say that was too easy of a clue? So, do you not want to win? All right, fine. <laughs> not, not in this way. I'm sorry. Not, not like this. Well, no, but, um, Lord of the Rings. And I don't know this. I don't know any of the versions. So, you didn't even get the points then, did you? <laughs> After all of that, no, not even a half point. I gave you easy one. You didn't even get you it. Can't get half. Well, you can get a half. You point. can get a half a point. Yeah, it's true. The whole. No, wait, no, 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 wait, no, 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 no. Lord of what? the Rings. Oh, end of the. No, no. Dwarf of the. Eh? <laughs> Dwarf of the. <laughs> of the ring. Ring of the. No, no, no. There's not. There's, it's not that. I might get it. Give, give, give me the third clue. Quest. No, no, give me the, give me the You can't clue. give because you, you already know what it is because it was going to be Quest is, was the cryptic clue and the character clue was a little man addicted to gold. Okay, okay. What's the whole full title? The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the Kings. King. King. Never. Never in a million years I would have got that. In a million years. I mean, okay. that's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. So, the word in... <laughs> this is too easy. The is word it? that we're giving you is out. Get out. Obviously. Oh, well done. Hey. No. <laughs> what? What? <All> right. <laughs> Why are you surprised? Because I, I wasn't surprised. I Leon, Leon was like, Leon was like, oh, well done. Like, I know <laughs> that much. <laughs> <laughs> this whole, this whole um, podcast, sorry, you guys really built me up only to tear me down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That was nine points. Was it? Wow, look at quick maths. Quick maths. Two plus two is 12. Two plus two okay. plus four. Did I beat Rachel? Yes. She was nine, right? Or something. I think she got like eight or nine, yeah. You had, so, you have you're, beaten you're her. Equals. You've beaten her, actually. Okay. I think so, yeah. yeah. Yes, well done. You're well top done. of the leaderboard. Yes. Because... <laughs> Don't, <laughs> bug <me>. Don't, <laughs> bug Don't bug me. Don't bug me. Don't bug me. Listen, that you was, are. That, that was, that was this is facts, though. It's facts, though. It's fa- you're at the top. Hey! Thank God. So the final bit, before we let you go, so what we want to do is um, create this fictional, you know, TV show or film, whatever you choose. And we want, because you are our first guest of the season, you have to come up with everything. <laughs> you have to come up with an idea. Okay. And what will happen is after you have come up with this idea, maybe it could be your first scene or, 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 or an opening episode, whatever. The next person has to carry on that story until we get to the end of our season and we'll see. Maybe one day we will all make it together. You never know. You have an infinite budget. You have a first look deal with anybody, <laughs> anybody and everybody. Any you can use any act, any writer. Think of an opening scene or an opening episode of an idea. It's, is it TV or film? Yeah, yeah. Please tell us. 
TV. Mm-hmm. If it's TV, how many episodes? Ten. What genre is it? Fantasy. And wh- here we go. What's our opening scenes? Characters, environment, and what is our inciting incident? Okay. But something has happened on the earthly realm. And then all of the like head gods, so like Olodumare, I don't know how exactly you say it, like the head Yoruba god, Zeus, Apollo, all of them are, right. having, are meeting because there's a problem. Are this like, all the global like, gods? Yeah. Like all, all, the, of, the, okay. all of the mythological gods. So maybe there's like a war or something like we're acting up. And mm-hmm. then the gods are like, you're not, like basically like it's, earth is slopping. Mm-hmm. And then they start a beef. Mm-hmm. Who starts a beef? The gods. The gods, like, gods start beefing. Oh. Yeah, because Zeus is like, I don't know what to do. All of them are like, Oi. I'll set, set Shongo on you. And like, <laughs> they're just like beefing. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, nah. So they all come down onto Earth, boom. And then it's like World War X. Because they're like raised their own armies of the, all their own powers. And like the Greek gods' army and the Yoruba gods' army. And then, like the Haitian gods' army and the Ghanaian gods' army, please. Tom <laughs> so you guys have sorry. Ghanaian <laughs> gods' army, and it's like Juju and Thunderbolts and Loki <laughs> and all of them. And then, yeah. and then, then there's water rising, and it's a magic. <laughs> what you've given us is a war. Um, do we have like a uh, characters that we're going to put in the forefront or? Is this just the gods? Is it between the gods or is there? I mean, what's what? There are so characters. Okay, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I thought I I just had to give premise, but that's okay. (laughs) So characters would be one girl called Tossin. Okay, Tossin learning to swim. Hey, why? Okay, I just feel like we encourage people to Mm -hmm. learn to swim. It's a good idea. How how old is Tossin? What does she look like? What's what's her mission in life? She's twenty. She wants to be a sculptor right and she has sculpted these statues and that's how the gods come i like that i see something into her workshop they manifest in their in their in her statues so when they come down from wherever they are they come down as her statues right yes Cool. That's very interesting. Okay, so then, is anyone else? Any because this Tossin is obviously a lead character. So, who are we building around her? We've got the gods. We've got Tossin. Um, who is around Tossin? Her dad and her mum, her older sister, mm-hmm. who is the favourite child. Hey, dynamics. Her younger brother, who is wants to be a doctor, and her ex-boyfriend mm-hmm. on a mission. To to do night days fiance, he wants to find somebody to to get K one visa and go to go Wait. to New York because he wants to be a rapper. Please, it's it's enough. It's too much. Hold on. Who is our antagonist? The antagonist is Shongo. He's the god of like iron and like war and thunder. I mm. think Yoruba's spoke on for me. Shongo. <laughs> Because okay. he doesn't agree with what Oladamare, how he's running things. Oladamare really just wants there to be peace. But Shango's like, no, nah, let's take these people out. Like, why are we sharing, like, our, like, deity-ship with man like Zeus and Apollo? Let's clear it all out and let's be the only gods. Mm-hmm. Oladamare, he's the biggest god and he wants peace. Yeah, he wants peace. Shango's like, no treaty. We've done, we've done, we've been doing treaty for all of this time and look at the state of the world. Like uh-huh. we should just we should just take over. I feel sorry for the next person. What a story! <laughs> it's they'll, fine. They can take the story and run. Don't make something. Don't make something sensical. I, I believe in them. <laughs> Please, we've had crazy stories before. Absolutely. People took it. Who took it to a dark place? Amel, uh, Amel Amin took our story last season to some yeah. places. It was deep. Naomi Aki was hilarious. Naomi <laughs> Aki was hilarious, and Damson was just frustrated, but he managed <laughs> to get there in the end. But anyway, Teresa. Thank you. Thank you. What well, we were supposed to say it together? Are you? No, no, we were. <laughs> like, one, thank two, three. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> no, no I appreciate you. Thanks for having me, guys. We're big, big fans. We love thank rocks. You. We love rocks. And girls. girls. Yes. I, I appreciate it. This has been genuinely joyful. Oh, like when I do these things, like I feel like sometimes, particularly when we talk about, about blackness in this industry, I feel like it can be. And I get sucked into like talking so much about 
the challenge and the, the problems and the obstacles which are very true and which are there but I think not often do we celebrate like the joy of these yeah, of creators and the opportunities and the access and the community and network that people like you guys are building which is making it a lot easier for people like me so thank you oh, oh bless you thank that's you. cute I could hug you <laughs> <laughs> well yeah ma'am appreciate you and thank you very much yes what do we need to point to your socials, please, or something like that. I don't know. Where can people keep in touch? Did we um, ask what's next? People want to go. Okay. What's next, <laughs> e? What's next? You want to go and have a cup of tea and you're asking more questions. No, that's the sign of, isn't it? Like, okay, what's next for you? What's next is I'm going to see how you guys do with this Olodumaro versus Jongo story. <laughs> okay. And then I'm going to send it to my agent and say, yo, get me that creator credit. <laughs> <laughs> We got you. We got, we got you. you. We got you. And how can people like? like there's, there's something in this, guys. Let's let's let's. There is. We've been trying. We've been trying. <laughs> something will come. Um. So where can people follow you? Get in touch with you. Support you. Um. Teresa Ecoco. Teresa with an H. Ecoco with an I. K O K O. All platforms. Um. Yes. Yes. Well, yes. Yes. Ones that you're on anyway. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they shall find you. Okay. Cool. Go and have your tea and biscuits. Thanks Thank you. Lot, Teresa. Have a great evening. <laughs> Thanks, Bye. guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.